Welcome to New Hope Underground. Today's episode is entitled, The Dangers of Adventuring, and the COVID Effect. And now here are your hosts, Darren Hansen and Drew Hansen. So the other day, I was I was up late, like usual. I, I can't sleep. I'm having a night out. Right. And, and uh, your mom already gone to bed. I was I was in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And well... Our Chihuahua, bear. Yeah, yeah. The Chihuahua always goes to bed when she goes to bed, right? You know, and I'm up late. I'm in the kitchen, and he comes. He comes walking in there. Okay. And I, I heard myself say for some reason out loud, "Oh, great!" Like, what are you doing up? <laughs> the dog. <laughs> and he comes in and gets a drink and then goes then leaves again. Right. And I Just thought, being a dog. I started laughing out loud because I, I was like, what crossed my mind? It's a dog. Who cares? He's always up. I mean, he's, he's up a lot. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, why did I care? It's not like you're committed to some sort of conversation with the guy in the middle of the night. It's a little chihuahua. He walks in, gets oh, a drink, great. and walks out. And I'm like, oh. It's like I was just upset because he existed. Don't. You just annoyed that he's alive. I'm not even sure why I got upset. <laughs> oh, oh, anyway, well, hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. I'm Darren. <laughs> I'm Drew. And uh, yeah, that was just that was really a weird. I laughed myself silly because I I couldn't believe that I, I audibly <laughs> by myself in the kitchen late at night audibly said, "Oh great, oh great!" Can't it's, believe the Chihuahua's up. You're coming to get a drink while I'm coming to get a drink. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here. You've got to walk into my kitchen. You little chihuahua. Even though it's there all day, every day, it lives there. Yeah, it's not like it even wanted anything and wanted anything from me. It's just like I was upset because it existed. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, well buckle up, folks. <laughs> buckle up your ears. Oh, we got more of this. Oh, it's coming at you. Hey, we are back with another action-packed episode, like usual. Action-packed. Are we going to do some like calisthenics or something i'll tell you how action-packed my week has been i've been trying to make up chuck norris jokes oh been making up your own yeah i i got tired of reading the same ones sure and i was i was talking to a friend about we were just going back and forth with chuck norris jokes and i said i'm gonna start texting i finally i said to him i go okay we can only do chuck norris jokes back and forth if they're original now right they have to be original so i made up a couple want to hear them yeah i'd like to hear some one is Chuck Norris got up at sunrise, but the sun was so scared it set again. <laughs> That's pretty good. Another one I had was Dorothy in her ruby slippers clicked her heels three times and said, Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris, and then died immediately from a roundhouse kick to the face. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So anyway, yeah, those are two those are the two like- I made up, so that's pretty good. I only got two right now. I, but I just started. I haven't heard Chuck Norris jokes in a long time. I know. See, I need, I need to bring them back. Bringing them back. Yeah. Anyway. Bringing them back to meme culture. So we we, we have some incredible stories, the real news that's out there that we talk what about you got? often. And I, I was just going to tell one story, but I can't help it. I've got two again today. And I can't help it because they're related. See, we have the opposite problems. Like, whenever I'm trying to think of something for culture culture <laughs> comment, I'm like, I don't have any insight. You're just like, I have nothing. I don't, I don't I have, have any nothing. insight to the world. 
no one wants to hear what I have to say. You're like, well, I got so many stories. Yeah, but t- let's let's be honest here. It's easier for me just to find funny stories, that, news stories that are out there than it is for you to try. You know, your, yours is a little bit tougher. I have to, like, create some sort of insight. I right. Can't, I, so it's, it's more you, difficult than what you You bring think. the brain power. I'm bringing just the stupid stories. So, yeah. anyway, there's a guy in Missouri, all right, who was whitewater rafting. And he happened to have a fake leg, you know, one of those prosthetics. Right. And he lost it. Didn't realize it for a little bit (laughs) that he lost it in the river, you know, while he's whitewater rafting. (laughs) Well, those things aren't cheap. Right. It was expensive. The local police in this Missouri town got involved and actually sent in some divers and recovered his leg. Oh, man. That was pretty amazing. That's cool. The guy was very... Very thankful. Yeah. Because we were talking about quite a bit of money. Yeah. But it just so happens the same week, all right, same news source, I read a totally different article of a man who was skydiving out in Vermont and lost his prosthetic leg. What is going on? I know. It's like an epidemic. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's not quite pandemic, but... Maybe we need to do some research into... So what's happening at these prosthetics? Well, again, this is another expensive thing. He didn't realize that he lost it at first. And then, you know, as he's hitting the ground, oh. Oh, shoot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I only have one leg. <laughs> a, a farmer recovered it in his field and uh, returned it oh, to the man. Be, that'd be terrifying. And so they have a picture of, you know, the farmer presenting the guy's leg back to him. and As if it's what, an award. <laughs> it was really awesome was uh, he said, the, our farmer was like, yeah, I'm glad I found it before I got my combine out there. I would have just shredded my combine <laughs> and it would have shredded that leg. You know, He's worried about his combine, not the fact that this guy lost his leg. <laughs> so glad I found that out in the field. I would have ruined my combine. So... I don't know. It just seems funny to me. It's, so the stories themselves may not be that funny. I mean, in a way. Oh, they're funny. That's uh, funny. But at the same time, the fact they both happened in the same week and reported the same week in two totally different areas of the states. You think that news that news uh, organization is thinking, maybe we should just kind of focus in. <laughs> We're spread too thin. We need to focus in on prosthetics. Hey. Hey, Jim, come here. I want you to take this uh, article. I want you to make an article every single week of lost limbs. Mm -hmm. See, what we're going to do is we're going to change homicide, (laughs) the homicide department, to prosthetics. I'm all right with that because it it, it would be better, you know, be cheerier news (laughs) because these people were reunited with their limbs. So that was good. Yeah. But I, I I think the thing is, you know, obviously you feel sorry for somebody who goes through that, you know, but... They spend quite a bit of money to get a good, a good yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, that's no, that's and no. And here's joke. what's really cool: is these guys are so confident in it. They're whitewater rafting and skydiving. Yeah, I mean, the, come on, they're doing more than what I do. And I've, I've I got, know. Yeah, I got. We've got our limbs. Yeah. So they're killing it. I may not. I may not lose a limb while I'm skydiving, but I'll probably break both my legs when i hit the ground yeah well in a, in a way you would lose them well here's the guy he finishes his skydive fine you know without the no big leg. deal he's like somewhere i dropped my leg right. from a thousand feet not up only that air. but what happens if you're like i mean the farmer found it in his fields where his crops are but what happens if if there was more population around Oh, that'd be dangerous. They always talk about how a penny could hurt someone from a skyscraper. Right. And that's that's higher than a skyscraper, and that's much heavier and it's a, than a penny. And it's heavier 
metal leg. Yeah. It's coming down fast. Yeah. And it's coming from... It's a bird. It's a plane. It's no. coming from a mile. I don't know how high you go up there to skydive, but several thousand feet, I would think. I mean, yeah. you're, you're talking about gaining some momentum. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I mean, That's going to hurt. Can you imagine just being one of these people who are walking by? Right, and then <laughs> and it's not, not what happens if it really did hurt somebody. I mean, what if happens if you're like you're walking with some friends and you're like, Bobby, watch out, and then he gets hit by a prosthetic leg. The, the makers of that the prosthetic limbs are like, man, this is not what we intended. It's we not inti- what we int- we intended our prosthetic <laughs> limbs be used for good. I know, but these other, the other thing I want to ask is these guys. I would love to talk to them because I want to know did they. Were they expecting it to stay on while they were whitewater rafting and skydiving? I mean, I'm assuming they uh, assumed they would stay on. I mean, that's I mean, why it, they're doing it, you know. Yeah. They didn't I mean, take them off. In both situations, you have guides, like professionals, yeah. like guiding them. So you think they would have said, oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> or said, oh, yeah. you might want to strap wanna, down yeah. a little bit. Or you, you might want to consider not going with that leg. <laughs> I don't know. Just but, take it uh, off. We'll be right back. You know, if you don't need uh, it. Obviously, just, they didn't need they didn't need it to like to complete no, the task. I think it's fantastic. To, hey, actually, I think this is these are great stories because, like I said, these guys are out there doing something. They're not sitting back and qu- crying about it. I mean, not only that, but they were both extremely thankful for yeah finding their thousands of dollars of legs. Yeah, there. it's expensive. But I just thought if it was I amazing. dropped something that expensive, I'd be like, um, send send someone down there, anyone. I remember one time I tried to convince a girl in college that I had a prosthetic leg. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was wearing were, a big... Were you knee. looking for sympathy or something? No, no, or it wasn't like that joke? at all. She, To be honest, she was just a gullible person, a friend of mine. Oh, okay. And we, I was standing in the um, in the main hall, like we have like a, uh, like a lounge area or whatever uh-huh. in our dorm, and she was in there and we were talking. I had this huge knee brace because I had tendonitis pretty bad. I just got back from basketball practice and... I mean, it covered it covered a lot of my leg, right. and uh, she's like, "Well, what happened?" And I knocked on it, and I said, "Well, it's fake." She's like, "No," I'm like, "No, really." I mean, it's 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 you know, it's it's hard, but it's yeah, I've had had it for a while, and then she said, "You're just you're just joking." I'm like, "No, I'm not." And she goes, she started laughing. I said, "It's not that funny when you're walking down." the sidewalk and your leg falls off and people start laughing at you. I don't think it's that funny. And she oh, got, she man. got really serious. Oh man. She got really serious. Yeah. And then I started laughing. I kind of, you know, <laughs> it was just a joke, but you know, I could see you being a pretty good, uh, I had her going though. For yeah. A while. Pretty good liar. Huh? Yeah. It was, well, it was just a knee brace, you know, huh. but it was, I was just, and I wasn't going to let her. There we go, guys. You heard it first. Pastor Darren. Hey, lion. I was in college, you know. <laughs> I was in college, Bible college, but college. If that's the, if that's your worst story from college, you're doing better than I was just joking with her. I wouldn't let her. I wouldn't have lied. Like let that, let it go for a long time or anything. That's funny. Well, though. maybe I would. I don't. That's know. funny. But anyway, hey, yeah. So I just thought, hey, when do you get two stories like that back to back, same week? So yeah, something's going on. I'm I'm anxious to open up the news stories this week to see what kind of limbs have been lost this week. Yeah, you gotta you gotta hold on to your limbs. Hey, praise God that those guys are active though. Heck yeah, doing some incredible stuff. So hey, yeah, that that's pretty much uh, much the news. Man, that's that's pretty good though. We've got an incredible uh, 
episode again we're gonna hit culture common a little bit yep got a little bit of jesus talk coming up so hang on tight And now, Culture Comment with Drew Hansen. Hello, and welcome to Culture Comment, where we talk about culture, and I, Drew Hansen, comment on it. Drew Hansen. That's me. That's my full name. Comment on stuff. You should know that that's culture. I mean, you did give me that name. I did. Mm -hmm. And, And I just... Before we get into culture comment, I would like you to tell everyone out there who's listening what my name means. Because I think it's important that... <laughs> well, Andrew and Mark, which Andrew and Mark, name, my full name. Both are really similar in their meaning. What do they mean? They're strong it, and manly. What is it again? Strong and manly. One more time? Strong and manly. All right. For those listening, remember that next time you see me. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously we named you well. Yeah. Yes, I, I think it fits. I had... Every time I tell someone that, they're like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, no, I swear. It means, I mean, I I kind of, you know, maybe make the words a little bit more. Sure. I usually say studly. Yeah. (laughs) I think studly is appropriate there. Yeah. My name, I think, means something like Little Prince or something like that. It's just not very masculine. What's your middle name? Grant? Yeah, Grant. I don't know what that means other than just maybe you get money for college. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's powerful right now. Hey, right there. There you go. I'd take that middle name. I'd be strong, manly, and free money. There you go. Yeah. So, hey, strong, manly, what we got for culture comment? Yeah. um, So, today we talked about a lot of things in culture comment. And I kind of just wanted to bring it down to basics today. All right. Um, COVID, it's crazy. Yeah, let's talk COVID, because yeah. no one ever does. Yeah, no one's ever talking about it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, it's it's so hard to to talk about culture without bringing it up. Well, since we're, we're even talking about this in our sermon series right now, mm-hmm. about lessons we learned in quarantine mm-hmm. kind of thing, so... Yeah, so I figured we'd kind of give our own... Little lessons? New Hope Underground version yeah. of... Lessons learned in quarantine. Okay, sweet. Lessons learned, how our life has been affected by COVID. Well, what's how has your life been affected by COVID? Well, there's there's several there's several things, but um, I'd say the main thing. I work in a coffee shop too, so part time. So working with working with the community every day, you know, like uh, sure, you know, small. What what do you call that? Like small trivial chat. What is that? Like. Small trivial chat? No, like, like what is, what is, like, small talk. Small talk. Small talk, okay. Oh, you just have small talk with people every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. People, people, I swear, people love small, small talk. Talk about here. the weather. Yeah. Sports. Like staying warm out there. Yeah. Uh, did you, did yeah. you catch the game the other day? Oh, man, the, especially when football's on. People How you doing? On. Can't complain. Yeah. Wouldn't do any good anyway. Exactly. Stuff yeah. like that. Every day, I'd have that. You got some good catchphrases there. Actually, actually, someone could write a book on. I know catchphrases of small talk. My favorite is uh, uh stay warm or stay cold or you know whatever it is. What, whatever the stay is. dry out yeah. there. <laughs> like, stay yeah. warm out there. Yeah. Stay cool out there. Or how about this one? Don't work too hard. Don't work too hard. Yeah, we got that one. Yeah, and usually they'll say it like in front of my boss. Yeah. While, while I'm right <laughs> next to her, I'm like, oh, you know I won't. <laughs> you, you know I won't. Yeah. Anyways, I miss the small chat because now it's like 
goes right into something serious right in the covid it's like man the world's ending huh (laughs) see how many cases in our county this week people are dying yeah like man and it gets so serious so quickly it's like i mean i understand the gravity of the situation but like people immediately want to get into politics of it all and i'm like man let's just talk about how nice it is outside Yeah, yeah what happened to that small talk people don't care the fact that it's nice 75 and sunny so it's interesting because in a way, you get tired of the small talk, and now it's like, I miss the small talk. Yep. Bring it back. Yep. You're, you, so see, it's kind of ironic. You you think you want more meaningful conversation, but sometimes you just want to, <laughs> just like... <laughs> so, so, sometimes you just want, hey, don't work too hard. <laughs> so don't work too hard. Stay dry out there. Yeah, stay dry out it's there. like, well, yeah, it's not raining. That's of course really I'm going to stay dry. There are all sorts of things I think I've learned during quarantine, but some hmm. of them, some of them are obviously are too obvious for this discussion. Yeah, right. Like what? We don't need to get into all the. <laughs> need to get into all it's the. It's too obvious. obvious. I want to know what they are. No, go on. I get sick of my glasses getting caught up in my mask thing when I have to go into the store. Yeah, they fog up too, and they fog up. Yeah, and some someone told me there's something out there you can get for your glasses that they don't fog, but. But my the the little strands, if you mm-hmm. will, the strings of the mask always get caught up in my glasses. And yeah. every time I try to take it off, like I put my glasses are on, I will throw the mask on real fast to go into the store. And then mm-hmm. when I come to take it off, my yeah. my glasses almost go flying across. You know, the I did line. I did that uh, the other day, but I added a third third um, item. I put on my headphones at the same time. That was a disaster. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like tripping. See how many over. things you can get. I was on like your tripping head. over myself. So you got your headphones, your glasses, and yeah. your mask. Yep. Yeah. See yeah. how many other things you could get on your head. Yeah, there's like so many cords. That it was like <laughs> dangerous at that point. Like, don't wrap it around your neck. They you find know? you on the sidewalk, strangled to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully okay. not. But you never know. Some days you just get frustrated. You get to, you, you turn the wrong direction, and it could be a disaster. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> so some things we've learned. You got. I mean, some things that uh, our way our lives are now is no more small talk, uh, lots of strings around our Be face. Be careful, yeah. <laughs> Never have to worry about that before. What else are you thinking? Like, I've had... You know, there's been some positives, though, I think. Um, and some negatives. Some positives. Speaking of negatives. COVID talk. Pos- yeah, yeah, no joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't think that one through. Everyone, that's okay. Um, I'd say... Okay, so at my age, I have a lot of friends that you know that i've gotten married and having babies right right and something i've always been jealous of people that have kids is that they have an excuse to get out of anything you know what i mean (laughs) oh sorry i got my kids yeah Yeah. like oh i can't stay out late i I gotta get back the sitter or um you know my wife is at home alone with the kids she's been there all day i gotta go home don't have a choice i can't do that thing that you're asking me to do i got other stuff even though by the time you get home, your kids are in bed, and you already know that. Oh, yeah. You just want to go home. You're trying to get out of it. You're like, I just want to go play video games. So COVID has given every person that opportunity. There you go. Got an excuse all the time. Even if you don't want to quarantine or you're like not at that, like you don't believe. Like, Wait you know. a minute. Are you trying to say that there are some people out there who would try to get out of stuff but and they'll lie and say, well, I'm afraid of the distancing? Believe or, it or not. But it's been good. Like I'm if, sorry, but you guys don't have mask on. If, if you just want to go home and you're like, you know what? I've been out and about today. I, I should probably quarantine. And it, <laughs> they, and some people like like just respect that decision. Like, okay, yeah, I understand. So the word quarantine can almost come to mean I just need some 
it's I need a long some time, time off. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can request time off at your job. I'm with you. I, I, now I don't do that. No, uh, but I know what you're talking about. Like I, it's tempting. It's there. It's an option for it's you. It's tempting to say, it's "Hey, an option yeah, for we've you. got this problem." Uh, no, we and we've had some real things in our family. You know, people around we've had ex, you know people in our family exposed to COVID. That kind of thinks so we have to quarantine so long and. So it's not. Yeah. It is a serious thing, but I, I That's think that's not thing, what I'm saying. I'm just saying I think it's funny because, like, I've always like having a kid is real serious. Yeah. But using them as an excuse is hilarious. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. I was. <laughs> that's where I was going. I was like, some things obviously are there, but then there are other times where you're just like, you could stretch it if you wanted oh, to to yeah. make it mean oh, something. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think for me, uh, another lesson I've learned or like what COVID life is like for me now is like, I'm just, I'm tired of being, I don't, I don't feel like this is true with me all the time, but sometimes, but this idea that yeah, that you're suspect of everybody. Okay. In other words, like you're in a store and somebody's coughing. Oh, just to yeah. clear their just no. to clear their throat. That's true. That's all they're doing. Or they sneeze because they have an allergy. It if, was, that's all it is. If I, someone coughs, I've done that. If someone know. coughs, is like it's like everyone's a pack of gazelles and they all just like everybody's just looking to attention and look <laughs> their eyes wide open. Exactly. We want to see where the coughing's coming from so we can stay away from mm-hmm. it. Uh, it's just it's I hate that feeling of being yeah. suspect. But anyway, that's COVID life. Yeah. The uh, other thing is. Um, it's kind of brought like Facebook, like the culture of Facebook, like it's brought Facebook to reality. You know what I mean by that? <laughs> Not exactly. Okay. But go so, ahead. Okay. So the other day I went to the store, I forgot my mask at home. I just forgot it. But the whole time I was thinking, I sure hope no one does, like no one says something cause I'd feel terrible. Um, I, and I hope no one thinks I'm trying to make a political stance. Yeah, you know, it's just you just forgot it. Yeah, it was, yeah. and that I don't think would have happened if Facebook wasn't around. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. got and, you. And because I work with, in the coffee shop too, everyone comes in with a different opinion, and they immediately go into it about their political opinion on it. And COVID, you know, COVID has definitely brought about the the uh, if you will the unbridled. It's. I'm going to tell you my opinion. Yeah. Culture. Yeah. And yeah. because it is, even though a, Facebook was already doing that, yeah, it's getting worse. Exactly. Yeah. And because it's affecting everyone, there's no one in this world that it's not affecting really. So right. Everyone has. We all have in common. Yeah. 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 So it's a big discussion. Yeah, and and that's fine. Like I'm I'm open in different viewpoints. It's just before COVID, I think some people were a little more reserved to share their opinion on some things. So what you're saying is like even when your actions out in public, you're afraid it's gonna make Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like our lives are so, walking Facebook now, as opposed to Facebook reflecting our yeah. lives. COVID's been it, COVID times really interesting. Hashtag COVID life. What is my, what's COVID life like for you, listener? Yeah, and and not, we don't want the obvious stuff. But DM us or something, New Hope uh, Underground on Instagram or messages on Facebook because we're on Facebook. Yeah, we're not we're not making any statements really on there, but no, we're, we'll, we'll too check much. It. But we'll uh, see you. New Hope Underground, check us out. We, we use COVID Facebook. Life we like? use Facebook like a millennial. Like we have it, 
It's like <laughs> mainly for the messenger app, you know. That's, we have it to get our message of the new podcast. Like we have up. it because we have our uncle, aunts and uncles and our mom and dad on there. Right. That's how we, we talk to yeah. them. Yeah. That's how they know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I think that's really good. So anything else you learned from COVID life or is that what you had? I'm saving up for a hazmat suit. So you were talking about the guy losing his leg with parachuting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wonder if there are people on the ground who go searching for things where they know people are parachuting. Oh, maybe like the, what do you call those, those detector things with the headphones? Yeah, like a metal detector. Metal detector. Just to see if they, what else they've lost. Because if a guy lost, can lose a leg. I mean, you could lose a lot of things. Yeah, you never know. It's kind of like, I remember we uh, took kids from our small group one time to Six Flags a few years back. And the very first ride, when the kids gets on, as soon as we get in there, he gets on the Batman ride. Uh-huh. And it's like your legs are dangling or uh-huh. whatever. And they go over this wooded area, and he lost his phone and his wallet. Oh, The very first man. ride. So he's without it the rest of the day. So there's people just like, when the park's well, closed? Well, they actually found it and sent it back to him. They mailed it back to oh, him. Oh, man. That's cool. Yeah. they What they did, they said, is they take a whole group of Six Flags employees out there, and they get in a long line at the end of the night and go through the woods and... And they pick up all sorts of stuff that people lose off the rides. I was going to say, that that's a good opportunity for them to have, like, a scheme. Like, yeah. that's, oh, we're really just, we made this ride so we can get people's wallets and phones. Oh, and, I can't believe they actually sent it back. I thought, that, well, that's, that's cool. really cool that that's honest. But, yeah. You know, it's That'd be a like, good, what, if, you know, what about skydivers? I mean, if you, know where they're, if you know where they're landing, you can find all sorts of stuff, I would think. Yeah. I don't know. I, so, you said that, like, there's, like, a dive team. There's a dive team that found someone. Yeah, there's a police dive team that went down into the river to find the other guy's leg. You know, I wonder I was, what else they found down there. I feel like they're just looking for excuses to use the dive team. It's like <laughs> it's like one guy in the back. He's like, well, it's a. It, I tell you what, I'm glad they're searching for something like that instead of a body or something. So yeah, no good. joke. He's like, nothing ever that exciting happens. He's like, hey, Dave. It's like, it's one we, guy. We need, we need you to dive. He's like, <laughs> really? I'll be right there. He's like a volunteer diver. <laughs> He's like a guy that works as a welder or something yeah. or in a, at a garage mechanic. Yeah. And they just call him every it's once like, in a while. I found the arm and I also found this cool coin. And they're like, <laughs> cool, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> it's a quarter dating from like 1954. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Dave probably goes out there anyway, looks for stuff. Yeah, he's out there on his days off even. Yeah. I think that'd be a great... In fact, I've always wanted a metal detector. That'd be cool. We should do the it. Only, the, the problem is there's not like a lot of exciting things around here. See, I always wanted to go to Europe. Oh, yeah. In different areas and just start... But you, of course, you got to have special permission and all this stuff, of course. But yeah. Because there's artifacts and stuff you'd find that date back like hundreds of years, mm-hmm. even coins. That'd be interesting. Like Roman coins you find in England. Yeah. Because, you know, they were there, before, you know, before the we, you legendary like, King like Arthur days. we could days find and, some, some things in like where uh, Native American tribes were maybe. Yeah, I think there'd be some... I, you have to have a really good detector, though. Not those 
not those cheap ones. Let's get some expensive so, ones. Someday should, it's happening. Let's quit the podcast. Let's become detectorists full time. There you go. I would love to be a detectorist. All right. Yeah, I, I would love that. I, I was t- I told Yoko a long time ago my dream job was to be the Amazon guy. A guy that Amazon calls, I got my own equipment and van and everything. When they can't find an address, okay, I'm the guy that finds it. Ah. Okay. As if that, that's a problem Ad- for them. Address hunter. As if that's a problem for them or something. There is GPS. But yeah, but I would be the guy that finds the one that no one can find. <laughs> I get called on special missions. That'd be cool. Yeah. So I need a detector for that, of course. Probably, you'll probably have to not sure exactly it. why but you'll you'll probably need it at some anyway. point put it in your truck <laughs> hey thanks for well, listening to uh, new hope underground and i've got a little bit of a jesus talk here we'll we'll talk about here just for a second and i i'm putting together a sermon here coming up soon so this got me thinking so i won't take too much time but uh, i was just thinking about how many times does Jesus talk about, or is it talked about in the Scripture, in the New Testament especially, uh, is what I have in mind, about uh, the way that we should treat or help the poor? You know, it's really amazing. Four. Huh? Four. For the poor. No, what? you said how many times? I was just guessing. Oh, four times. I got you. That's probably way more than that. There's a few more times than that, <laughs> I would think. Sorry, I go mean, on. you've got some real obvious Scriptures, you know, where Jesus talks about... Uh, like in Matthew 25, the sheep and the goats, and talks about if you've done these things mm-hmm. and to the least of these, you've done these unto me. You know, there are there are scriptures too, like in James, it basically, he, he really rips into the rich and the poor and, mm-hmm. you know, basically how the rich are holding things over the poor and showing the church is even showing favoritism to the rich. And, you know, so he really, he really gets into it. Uh, he says that true religion is helping the orphan and the widow. And, you know, you look at, you look at, I don't know how many times Jesus uh, healed people who were beggars on the street. Uh, and I just, I tend to think that we get, we're, we're well off in America, whether we like to admit it or not. And our poverty levels, if you will, in America are different than poverty levels in other countries. Right. Uh, because we have so much. Um, so I know we're, I know we're totally blessed, but I tell you what, uh, I grew up, you know, a situation, it's not like I had much money, uh, and, and I kind of understand how a person would feel even in, even in America who's poor feels like they are disenfranchised or feel like they just can't keep up with everybody else or don't, don't really understand why things are the way they are and, and and here's the thing. I think the the common Jesus follower nowadays in America, I think it's I think it's almost like a hot topic to have a discussion on how to help the poor. Because so I think a lot of people want to, and I think a lot of people we've started some incredible nonprofit organizations that mm-hmm. do some incredible work that try to help people that are less fortunate. But at the same time, uh, we have these arguments over how we're supposed to help the person that's on the corner right now with a with a sign saying I'm homeless or saying I don't have a job or saying I need help. And a lot of us are suspect of people because there's there are people or so many people who have honestly try to ma- have manipulated a system that tries to help the poor. Uh, yeah. And they themselves are really not that poor. 
uh, but they have manipulated those systems. So I think there's a lot of, there's not a lot of confidence in our own ability to judge who really needs help and that kind of thing. Right. But I, I, I remember, I remember, uh, a couple, a couple stories. Uh, first of all, understand something. I think that the people who are outside of the church, meaning people who are not Jesus followers are, are watching the church's reaction one way or the other with the poor. I, I really do. I think they watch that. And I think it, if there's no compassion, if there's no help for the poor, I think people just write off the, write off the church at that moment. Um, I, I know and this from under, like, understandably was, so. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not like saying that they shouldn't. Yeah. But I, I just want us to be aware of the fact that I think people who are outside of the gospel, if you will, who don't say that they believe it are very, sometimes they are pretty good judges of what the gospel is about. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Now I was, I went to, I was at a, I remember I was in college. I was taking a class here at a community college, uh, Lakeland. And one of the teachers, I was like a speech class. I had to get up and do these, what they call questions and answers and had to defend myself for whatever topic. And they would just fire whatever questions they want. But every time I got up there, this teacher would not let anybody else ask questions. He asked me all the questions because he knew that I was a Christian. He, he wasn't. And so he wanted to ask, he put me on the spot, like constantly with these huge topics. And probably, the, that's probably good for you, though. It was interesting. It really was. But one of the things was, here's somebody out on the street corner with a sign that says they need food. What do you do about it? What does your church do about it? That was one of his main questions. Hmm. And, of course, I got to answer. I told him, I said, honestly, uh, I, to answer the question, what does my church do about it? I said, I'm not so sure I can answer that. I think we don't do enough. You know, and I think that there, I said, now, as far as what I individually do, there have been times I have stopped and given people money, times I've given them food. There's times I've ignored them. I just, I said, I have a feeling I'm a lot like you and a lot of other, like a lot of other people. But it was just it was interesting because he what he was trying his position he was trying to take was the fact that uh, the church wants to have this stance where they talk about all these all these things they want to talk about but they don't want to do anything about some of the injustices that are right there in their community when it mm-hmm. comes to the poor. And I told him I totally agreed with him, and so I think I kind of caught him off guard. The second thing was interest. The other story I, I wanted to tell was interesting. It was a story I was reading about a guy who him and his son would go to Haiti every once in a while and help out in a mission there. And the uh, older man told his son, now when we get there, uh, there are going to be a bunch of kids around you all the time. In fact, it's when they got off the plane, there were a bunch of kids that came around and they were asking for quarters or if I can, if I can do this for you, if I can do that for you, just get a quarter. And he said, don't give them a quarter because once you give them one, they'll just bleed you dry. And his son said, so? <laughs> and he said that I really affected him. Like, yeah, so, <laughs> so what? Yeah. And I think that's just is like, I, it always amazes me. I've been in some third world countries. I've seen some poverty that just goes beyond description. And I would say that when Jesus talked about the poor, sometimes I'm not sure we really even understand what that, what that means for one. Secondly, why are we so suspect of everything? And a lot, I can't help but think that I think that I'm suspect so much because I think it gives me a good excuse or a good rationalization to not help. It gives mm-hmm. me a good rationalization to just keep my stuff. 
Yeah, I think people we'll search. Not give, yeah. Sorry to interject. No, go ahead. I think people just search for uh, justification to make themselves feel a little better for not doing something they know they should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's easy to do. Yeah. It's easy to justify things, and we were talking about that with even COVID stuff. Yeah. How we quickly justify our schedules or with hey, I want to warranty myself. But I think the thing, just kind of joking around with that. But I think the thing is. When you think of it in the terms of Jesus, when you look at Jesus, if you're a Jesus follower and you want to look at his example and see what he, I mean, he stopped and talked to people and it wasn't just always about giving him food or money. Mm-hmm. It was also about attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it was about loving and Jesus himself was homeless. You know, I mean, he didn't have a lot of money or anything. He didn't have, you know, so it wasn't like he was even operating from the stance of I'm rich and you're poor and I'm helping you. It's that he, it was a rich and poor thing with him and other people, but it wasn't necessarily from a financial point of view. And so I think that one thing we need to be looking at is we need to be looking at, does, should a Jesus follower have a heart for the poor? It's an, it is an unequivocal yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's no way you can debate it when you look at the scripture and you look at Jesus. But when it comes to how, should we react then, or how should we work on behalf of the poor? Then we, I think we need to listen to the Holy Spirit more and quit trying to justify ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's hey, good. Thanks for listening to uh, New Hope Underground. We'll end it on a serious note there, but hey. Hey, that's a serious note worth ending on, though. <laughs>